Worship is like ascending. Does everyone know what the word ascending means? To go up. When you worship, you're ascending. You're, it's not just your worship going up. You're going up. Because we're seated in heavenly places. Amen? So, so look, at, look at Psalm 77. Let's go right into the Word. And uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but as you read through the book of Psalms, one of the things you're going to see a lot of is complaining. And, you know, I, ta- I, ta- I fuss at you sometimes about complaining, but really it's not wrong to complain to the Lord. Just don't complain to me. I don't want to hear it. But you can lift up a complaint, but I want you to see what David does with the complaint. Now, now see if you can put yourself in these verses. Okay? Psalm 77, beginning in verse 3. As I thought of you, I moaned, God. Where are you? Can anyone be honest? Where are you? I'm overwhelmed with despair. Wow. As I wait for your help to arrive. Selah. You got to pause. I can't get a wink of sleep until you come and comfort me. Now I'm too burdened to even pray. Wow. Come on, David. My mind wandered, thinking of days gone by, (laughs) the years long since past. Then I remembered the worship songs. Then I remembered the worship songs. Then I remembered the worship songs. Oh, come on. Y'all can do better than that. Then I worshiped. Then I remembered the worship songs. I used to sing in the night seasons. How many know there are songs you can sing in the night? There are songs you can sing when you can't feel it. There are songs you can sing when you wonder where God is, but there is a song. My heart began to fill again with thoughts of you, so my spirit went out once more in search of you. Ah, when you worship, you ascend in search of him. Would you really walk off and leave me forever, my Lord God? Won't you show me your kind favor, delighting in me again? Yet, I could never forget all your miracles. My God, as I remember all your wonders of old, I ponder all you've done, Lord, musing, musing on all your miracles. Wow. It's here in your, it's here in your, it's here in your, not about what you're going through. It's here. He's here. The answer's here. The blessing's here. Deliverance is here. Where? In your presence. And by presence, I don't necessarily mean you have to feel something. Just knowing he's here is enough. It's here in your sanctuary where I learn more of your ways, for holiness is revealed in everything you do. Lord, you're the one and only the great and glorious God. Your display of wonders, miracles, and power makes the nations acknowledge you by your glory bursts. Anybody ever have a glory burst? 
I see it on you sometimes. Sometimes you're laying on the floor because of the burst. I still get people say, why do people fall down? You know my answer, right? Because they can't stand up. Amen. Just, but you, you've rescued us over and over. How many have been rescued? Just ask the sons of Jacob or the sons of Joseph or the sons of Journey Life Center. And they will tell you, and all of us, your beloved ones, know that it's true. That it's true. Selah. Pause. In his presence. In his presence. Worship happens. When we realize that we are in the presence of a divine being. I love that quote from Chuck Pierce. Worship happens. Not because it's your favorite song. Not because you're just feeling emotional. Not because it's nostalgic and you remember that song as a child. Worship is not worship until you understand I'm in the presence of a divine being. And when you understand you're in that presence, you You worship, not to get something, but you worship because he is an awesome God. Oh, somebody magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Where did, the, where did this warfare start? I'll tell you where it started. Lucifer. Uh -huh. The first worship leader. <laughs> One pastor said, I, I know, I know, you said, when, when Satan got kicked out of, out of heaven, he fell right into my choir. <laughs> now, I, now, 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 Don and Sonia will give me an amen here. I'm glad for our worship team. There's unity. They don't fuss and bother. I mean, everything's going on. They, they love each other. They really do. And they, they're, they're, not, they're not here to entertain you, tickle you. They, they, don't, they don't even care what you like. <laughs> <laughs> they're not singing to you. They're not singing to me. They're not trying to please me. I don't tell them what to do. I just say, look, you get up there and worship God. And if you worship God, the rest of them will follow you and they'll worship God. Amen. But Lucifer started this warfare thing because, you know, he was not just a worshiper. He was lead worship. He was not just a worshiper. He was the whole band. He had instruments in his body. Talk about a one-man band. And everywhere he'd go, he just, you know, he just, I don't know what he'd look like, right? But he's got a whole band in his body. But I like, watch that scripture now. There's so much I could preach here, but I don't have time. Listen, watch that scripture that says that he was the covered one. That's important to understand because you can't, you can't be in the presence of God unless you're covered. You can't walk in uncovered. You say, well, what's my covering? The blood. The blood of Jesus covers you so you can come into the very presence of God. That's what the high priest would do. He'd come in, sprinkle blood over everything, and the presence of God would come down upon the ark and upon the tabernacle. We, are, we can worship because we're covered, but Lucifer didn't want to be covered. He wanted to be seen. 
Every time you get on a platform and you get that in your head that you want to be seen, you're, you're listening to Lucifer. When it becomes about you wanting others to say, oh, he's amazing or she's amazing. or, or In other words, you're just up there to, for, for a show and you're just trying to be seen. That's exactly what caused Lucifer's downfall and it'll cause yours too. Is that too hard? Are you okay? Three people clapping. Okay, praise God. We're up to ten. All right, we're... We have been at war ever since because he wants people worshiping him. And he wants to be seen. Then there's old Adam and Eve. Tempted them. There's only one rule, one stinking rule. We, we got ten commandments. They had one stinking rule. Now we got ten we got to live up with. One stinking rule. Don't eat from that one tree. You got a million other trees. There's more food here than two people could ever eat. But Eve says, I wonder what that one tastes like. And Satan the snake talks to her and says, Half God surely said. Yeah. You know, the devil's always wanting to put doubt in your mind about what God said. But when they disobeyed God, the Bible says, where is that? Genesis 4, chapter, I mean, chapter 4, verse 16. I think that's what's next, if you can show that. Then Cain, have you ever noticed this? Where did Cain go? Cain went out from the presence. Cain, well, that's Cain. That's the next story, right? Cain and Abel killed his brother. Cain went out from the presence. Adam and Eve hid themselves like you could hide from God. But we do it all the time. Listen, it's... You heard the game hide and seek? It's really hide or seek. You're either hiding from God or you're seeking God. You need to be seeking God instead of hiding from God. Come on now. So Adam hid and God said, Adam, where are you? Does anyone think that God didn't know where he was? He's God. He knew he was behind that bush over there. It's kind of like a little two-year-old. You know where they're hiding? But you're playing the game. Where are you, dear? You know where they are. They're like right here. Like, oh, he can't see me. No, we see you. God knew where he was. I don't think he was talking physically as much as he's talking spiritually. He's like, Adam, where are you? What are you thinking? What? But notice God didn't say, why did you do this? Notice the things he didn't ask him. He didn't say, why did you do this? He didn't say, you know, I'm upset with you. He, 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 you know, he didn't fuss. He just said, where are you? He's always seeking for us, especially when we're hiding from him. He's always, the, the, someone called the Holy Ghost the hound of heaven. Amen. He's just always on your trail, always on your track. Has any, you don't have to raise your hand, but has anybody ever backslid on God? And did the Holy Ghost let you go? You could be out in deep, dark sin, and there's the Holy Ghost. I remember when I was in sin, every time I'd be walking down the street, and there'd be a church over there. I'd cross the street and go far. And that was Catholic conviction, so, you know. <laughs> I'd, I'd cross over, and just to be safe, I'd, just to be safe. <laughs> Amen. 
Come on, you hear what I'm saying? Not, not, so Cain went out from the presence of the Lord, but then it talks about his ancestors as it goes down. And it said some of his ancestors went out and started building cities, but they built cities outside of the presence of God. And then some of them became farmers, and now the land was outside the presence of the Lord. One of them, Jubal, became the, uh, he's the one that invented musical instruments. Now music is outside of the presence of the Lord. Another one went out and started crafting things with his hands. That's called technology. Now, technology is outside of the present. Now, because of Jesus, we can bring music back into the presence of the Lord. Because of, because of, the, oh, because of the presence, we can bring technology back into the presence. Because of Jesus in the presence, God can bless our gardens and bless our land and bless our city. But it takes Jesus, amen. We've got to bring all that back into the presence of the Lord. Is anybody following what I'm saying, amen? Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. He went out from the presence of the Lord. But worship brings us back into the presence of the Lord. Listen, everything we do in technology now is thanks to the Internet. Right? And everything's in the air now. You realize there's probably no scrap of information you can't get. If, there, if it's written anywhere, you can get it by just typing a few words into your phone. Right now, the, every bit of information from all history, everything we all know is right now in this room. You just have to connect to it because it's in the air. But the devil's the prince of the power of the air. How many believe the media has probably done more harm than good? Just, just the other day, there's a Christian group. They, they claim to be Christian, and they help veterans. And, and you don't have to be a Christian veteran, but it is a Christian organization. But they were trying to promote their promote their, uh, their organization, and they use the word Christian, and YouTube shut them down. He said, you can't use religion to sell things. But because they're a Christian organization, of course, they're fighting it in court. Listen, they're trying to shut us down. If you're a Christian, you can't, you know, Facebook, they're starting to flag it. How many know there are three heavens? There's this earth. There's the atmosphere. And then there's heaven. We're here. Our prayers ascend. We ascend. But if that's going to happen, if we're going to be seated with him in heavenly places, and that's not about, not talking about pie in the sky, heaven someday. It's talking about right now. If we're seated with him in heavenly places, that means we have to ascend through the second heaven, which means as you try to worship, you're going to experience interference. Distraction. There's going to be warfare. I know some of you have romanticized prayer maybe, but I'm telling you prayer is hard work. I don't know that it's ever easy. No, it's enjoyable. It can, it's it's a, the most amazing experience you'll ever have in your life, but I'm not here to tell you that it's easy. It is warfare as we're seated up through that second Heaven, we go through. Remember Daniel, it took three weeks for him to get a prayer back because 
you know, you know, he prayed. He said, we heard you the first time. But the answer, even the answer coming back down has to go through the prince of the power of the air. There's warfare going on. How many believe God can win the war? How many believe he already won the war? Wow. Hallelujah. Now, that's, that's in Ephesians chapter 2. I'm not going to read it, but skip, skip over to Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1. We're talking about ascending. I want you to understand as you worship the warfare that goes on. It says, arise. Say, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Church, it's time to wake up. I've been hearing this on the media lately about woke, W-O-K-E. We're, we're the woke people. We're the woke people. We are alive in him. Y'all didn't get that. John chapter 12, verse 25. Let me give you some word. The person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. But the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. Now, the English here, just you, in English, we only have one word for life. Life is life. But if you read this in the Greek, you'll understand that there's two different Greek words here. The first word for life is zuke. It's where we get the word psychology. Okay? So he says, the person who loves his life, his natural life, his psyche, his, you know, who he is, you know, not, not so much who he is, but, but your, your, you know, the things of this world. Can I put it like that? The one who loves this life and pampers himself will miss true life. Now, that Greek word is a different Greek word. That's zoe. Some of you name your kids that, right? Zoe. It also means life, but this is eternal life. This is agape love. This is, this, this is, this is spiritual life. So if you give away, if you get rid of that life, you get this life. If you crucify the zuke, you get the zoe. Who glory to God. If you uh, uh, detach your life, so detach your zuke from this world and abandon himself to me, he will find true zoe and enjoy it forevermore. That's what Paul's talking about when he says, I beat myself, I bad." He's, you know, we get weird about that stuff, but listen, you got to put down the zuke. What you want, what you desire, what, you know, all your comforts. Me, 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 it's all about me. No, it's not. Get me out of the way. This is what Paul says when he says, I crucify the flesh. This is what Paul means when he says, I die daily. He gets up every morning and goes, ah. I get my desires out. It's not about my will. I crucify that. Actually, it's already been crucified. You just don't know it. Your sins, your will is already hanging on the cross. Just get over it and realize it. Oh, Jesus. I, I, y'all helping me. I know I'm teaching more than preaching, but I hope you're okay. Amen. It's time to get rid of Zuke. And it's time to pick up Zoe. They both start with Z. You'll never forget it. Amen. How many are okay? What we need, 
is to somehow get disconnected to Zuke. We need to cut away. Pastor, how do we how do we do that? Because you feel it when you pray. You get down and pray. Oh, my knees hurt. Oh, the phone rang. Oh, my little Facebook bell rang. Bing bing. Oh, I wonder who liked me now. I put that post on there. Three likes? Really? That's it? I only got three likes? Nobody likes me. The answer is in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God, this is in the Amplified. Uh, the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating as far as the division. What's that word division? Of the soul and spirit. It knows what's zuke and it knows what's zoe. The Word of God. That's why we preach. That's why when we sing, we need to be theologically correct. As we sing, that needs to be the Word of God, not some weird thing. Amen. So we sing, we preach, we teach, we testify, we share, we counsel, we help one another. Amen. And the Word of God should, the Word of God kills Zuke and revives Zoe in our lives. Amen. Ah. Hallelujah. That's why you ought to read your Bible every day. Amen. That's why I read it once. Read it again. Amen. Read your word every day because it cuts that cord between Zuke and Zoe and allows you to ascend into the, into the, into the heavenly places through Christ Jesus the Lord. Let me catch my breath and will you just praise the Lord? Oh, hallelujah. It's warfare. It's warfare. But he says in Psalms 23 and 5, he prepares a table before me, for me, in the presence of mine enemies. Not a celebration after the battle, a meal during the battle. Oh, no, that's huge. I still, if you notice, I can't get over that thought. I've been on that for months. He, he prepares a table. I, I love the song that they were singing. He said, my song is, 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 it becomes a melody that overcomes the enemy. He said, sing it louder. Sing it louder. In other words, we need to look the enemy in the face. And instead of complaining and cursing, we need to sing a song in his face. Sing a song in his face, amen. Look him square in the eye and say, Jesus loves me, this I know. If you don't know any song, you know that one. Come on, anybody, am I helping anybody? It's time to start worshiping your way through every trial, every hurt, every situation. You need to sing the songs of Zion instead of complaining and grumbling. You need to remember the old songs that got you through the trials. Amen. I remember the miracles. I remember, amen. Sing louder in the presence of your enemies. 
He wants to silence you. Remember, we talked about curses, what that is. It's an attempt to stop you. It's an attempt to slow you down. It's an attempt to, to, to get you to the place where you're not successful anymore. But we are reversing the curse, and the way to do that is just sing louder in the presence of your enemies. Wow. My weapon, my song is a weapon. It's a, my we- oh, my God. Isaiah 55, verse 1 and 2. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you have no money. Come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. Why do you spend money, Zuke, for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy? You can get by eating at McDonald's, but they're pretty much empty calories. A donut in the morning. It's a lot of calories, but they're empty. They're empty. Your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me. Eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Taste and see the Lord is good. Now tie that verse to he prepares a table for me. In the presence of mine enemies, taste and see the Lord is good because I'm eating steak and lobster in the middle of a war. I'm not just talking about a war. I'm talking about people trying to kill me. And I'm just, go ahead. I feel like, oh, what's his name? I feel like Clint, Clint Eastwood. Make my day. Hello. Look the devil in the eye and said, Go ahead. Make my day. Sing a little louder in the presence of the enemy. Listen, worship makes God bigger. Now, he's as big as he'll ever get, but bigger in our perception of him. The enemy wants us to think we are just grasshoppers. But watch this. Anybody ever been in an airplane? Do you all know how little you look from up there? The reason we have problems, the reason we feel overwhelmed is because we're sitting here defeated like, like, like Job sitting in an ash heap. And we, everything, we, everything we see is bigger than us. But once you start worshiping, you start rising. And you go through the clouds and you go through the battles and you fight off the devils. You sing a little louder, sing a little louder, sing a little louder. Worship in the presence of of the Lord. And as you get up there, you break through and all of a sudden you're worshiping. And then you thought, whatever happened to that problem? You look down and it's just a little bitty thing. And you're not a grasshopper anymore. You're a giant to the giants. Does that help anybody? Does that help anybody? Psalms 34, verse 1 through 3. i got to hurry. Psalms 34. Lord, I'm bursting with joy over what you've done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. I'm boasting of you and all your works. So let all who are discouraged take heart. Join me, everyone. Let's praise the Lord together. Let's make him famous. Let's make his name glorious to all. <laughs> Isn't that great? 
First Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Just, just give me some word. May, give me some word. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy, even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials, but these only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes, for even gold is refined by fire. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, and honor when Jesus, the anointed one, is revealed. And that's not just the end time. He's being revealed right now. Amen. And that's, that's increasing the glory. That's increasing the praise. Amen. Oh, God, let us ascend into your presence. Wow. Philippians 3, and I'll close. Close something. Philippians, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. How about forgetting those things which are beneath and reaching up to those things which are ahead? Do you mind if I play with the word a little bit there? I press, I press, I press. Or how about this? I rise toward the goal for the prize of the upward call, the upward call, upward call. Of Christ Jesus. It's time to break the curse. I got to give my wife credit for this. She said, when I preached last week, she said, you know what you should have done? You know what you should have said? Remember Forrest Gump? How many remember Forrest Gump? How old is that movie now? Everybody knows it. Long time. I got a little clip from it because there was a moment when Forrest was in those, and they're chasing him. They're ch- they want to beat him. I don't know how they didn't catch him. Run, Forrest, run. They're, they're on bicycles. Oh, the devil has an advantage. <laughs> they're on bicycles, and he's running Watch those things. Watch those things. Watch those things. The very thing that's holding him back begins to fall apart. Hallelujah. Falling off his legs. And all of a sudden, he's running like the wind. I got a word for somebody today. Run for us. Run for the glory of God. Run into his presence. Run to your victory. Run to your Jesus. Quit hiding. Seek him. Seek him and seek the kingdom of heaven. Would you stand with me and praise him today? Come on, stand him and give him a shout and a praise. Woo! And Forrest went on to be amazing. (laughs) He actually outruns the bicycle. Look at the devil quit. Look at the run across. Look, look. He ran all the way to New Orleans. He ran. Remember he ran across the country? <laughs> wow. If, listen, if you'll push even in the thing that's restraining you, the thing that's restraining you will break free, and you will be free. You will be free. You will be free. Run, Forrest. Run. Come on. Let me put it another way. The 